We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. It'd be a really neat podcast today to just unpack a bit of prayer. Love it. Yeah. Because I feel like prayer is one of those things that either you feel like people are really good at or not good at, and you kind of stay away from it. It's intimidating. Well, honestly, from the public perspective, some people are really good at it. Mm -hmm. Some people are really eloquent you know, in how they pray, in the string of words that come together, being able to pray the word, being able to really pray, you know, what seems to be God's heart. And other people kind of fumble through yeah, in their words, right? It's so true. And they start to feel like, well, I I can't really pray. Well, no, you can't. You, prayer is actually communication with God. <laughs> it's a relate, it's our, our language to talk to God and to hear from God. It's a mutual, it's like you can't have a relationship if it's one-sided, talking one way. It's really meant for God to talk to you, to listen to, and for you to be able to commune with God and to bring all your things on your heart to be able to bring that all, but that looks different for everybody. And we've also talked about, like, you know, last summer we talked about the spiritual gifts. We've unpacked that. So sometimes we can even look at someone who has a spiritual gift of intercession and compare ourselves and be like, well, I can't pray. I'm not even going to bother. I can't even pray like that. That's not, that's not actually at all of what, how God wants it to work in your life. The God, the discipline of prayer is there, but it's about the relationship with God. Someone who has an, a gift of intercession, that is also to be expressed in the body of Christ because we, but you've got something else to bring. So we're not going to talk about spiritual gifts today. We're not going to talk about the gift of intercession. We're going to talk about prayer. What does that look like? Boots on the ground for every single person. And how does prayer kind of work? And what is the, what is the power of prayer? Like how many times have you prayed for something and not seen it happen? And does that mean we stop praying or does that mean the prayers weren't heard? And so how does that all work? So Lori, why don't we just talk together about that and how, yeah. and especially like just even bringing it home to both of our lives in our prayer lives, how has prayer worked for you? How has it grown? How has it evolved? And what do you understand prayer to be? I mean, I, I would totally agree with you that prayer is a conversation with God. It's how we commune with him, how we, it's the speaking part of our relationship with God, sort of how we talk to him and how we listen and how he speaks back to us and, and what that looks like. But practically, like, what is that act? Like, what does that actually look and feel like lived out every day? Well, I mean, I think it looks a lot of different ways. It has it takes on a lot of different forms. Um, but typically for me, one of the most common forms that prayer takes for me is actually in writing. I actually pray more in writing than I do verbally out loud. And so, um, you know, there are times when I could spend like quite a long, a long period of time, like hour or hours, several hours, sometimes communing with God, both listening and praying, but often it's usually expressed in writing. So I'm writing out my prayer and then I'm also listening for what God is saying and I'm writing that down. Mm -hmm. And there's this like, there's this communion that's going on and that's sort of my expression of it. Um, I don't 
necessarily think of myself as a very articulate person. And also actually just in life in general, I'm, I'm, I know I'm chatty, like I'm chatty and outgoing, but I'm actually not super communicative. And so in my prayer life with God, it's the same. I'm not a super verbally communicative person. I don't often communicate deeply how I feel about things. And as I, I'm not a verbal processor of things. So writing gives me this outlet of being able to actually go beyond my, what I would say is a verbal limitation. And I can tap into what I really think and what I really feel. And so the raw, like true feelings and the raw, true part of myself can come out when I'm writing. And so prayer for me is often expressed in writing more so than in person. Now, obviously if I'm praying for a person, I'm going to use words and I'm going to pray out loud and I can pray out loud and I'm comfortable to pray out loud and I pray out loud as well. But if I'm like in a deep time of prayer, it will often be um, in writing and that will be more lengthy than if I'm just doing verbal prayer. If I'm doing verbal prayer, that will be more shorter amounts of time and more arrow. And then the other side of prayer for me would be just like, there's a scripture that says, pray without ceasing. There's this scripture like, be continuously praying. And I, I feel like a lot, like my, my spirit or my mind is pr- just praying. It's just praying for things. And that just looks like thoughts. It's not more than that. I'm usually not verbalizing them. They're happening in my mind, but I'm, I'm churning It's like my spirit is churning whatever it is that's before me, whatever challenges are before me, whatever, you know, leadership Mm. issues are in front of me, whatever I'm trying to, I'm sensing even in the spirit that just needs breakthrough or I need to push through. It's like my spirit is processing and pushing and thinking prayer. So that's, that's more what happens. And then the other side of it is speaking in tongues and that will happen a lot also through the day. And, and I will verbalize that. I will actually it quietly, like I'll whisper under my breath, but I will do that out loud. I don't, it's always in a verbal way that if I'm really praying through something and like my mind, I'm really trying to listen and engage, I'll pray in the spirit and I'll just sort of whisper it. I'll go for a walk. I'll go in my car. I'll go in my closet literally in my closet mm-hmm. sometimes the house is busy <laughs> and just pray yeah. it through just pray it through and I find that can remove some of the barriers mm-hmm. and connect me to like really being able to hear the Lord so those are some of the ways that prayer looks for me and that's just kind of like every day how it flows out using all of those different methods I love that because it really is like when we hone into the fact that this is about a relationship with God and he wants an intentional time. Like you're saying, you know, I think prayer manifests in very different ways because we have those arrow prayers all through the day that are happening, but there is something about that intentional time that we set aside to know him and to listen to him because our days get busy. And if that's how we're praying, it's just those arrow prayers all through the day. There is really not that deep rootedness that kind of happens as you intentionally spend time. Now I can only equate this because I'm married in this relationship, but it'd be like if Jay and I just did everything together and like we work together, we're always doing business transactions or talking, but we never had 
quality time to say, how are you doing? What's going on like that? It's very different. They're very different things and they anchor us very differently. Yes, we do life together. You know, you're paying bills together. Are you picking up the kids? I'm picking up the kids. What's for supper? There's that constant communication all through the day that actually doesn't stop most days (laughs) in this season of life. But that intentional time that we spend when it's just the two of us, eyeball to eyeball, talking about what's going on in our hearts. How are you doing? You know, how is our marriage? Where, Where are we feeling we can just go deeper and where, you know, where we're at. That's a very different intentional time. And those are the moments that actually anchor our relationship. And isn't it interesting when you think about it, how important both sides of that equation are. Like you need a space to be able to express what's like, what's on your heart relationally, like what you've been feeling, maybe where there's been some hurt or maybe neglect or just something that you're feeling but you also need to have the space where you really listen and you receive that also from your you know from your your partner your husband your spouse your you know where you're listening for that and very much the same in our relationship Mm -hmm. with god there's the space of unloading god this is you know and all the things all the things all the things and this is what i'm feeling this is what's going on and this is the situation but then there has to be that openness of receiving and especially to like receiving the correction as well of like, okay, wh- am I open to where am I seeing that wrong? Where where have I got my perspective out of alignment to what it is that you, the provision you have for me in this situation or where, right? So it's like the listening is not just like, oh God, how are you going to bless me? Yes. <laughs> but the listening is like, okay, God, like I'm open to hearing how... I need to reorient or rewire or re have a new perspective on this situation. Um, you know, to be more like you, to see it through the lens of your word, to see it through the lens of truth, not just how I feel and not just my perspective and what I see, but what does your word say? And how do I, how do I navigate that? But very much relationally, like those conversations are not that fun. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in your marriage, yeah. you know, especially when you're on the receiving end of like, oh, this is, you know, this is where you've, <laughs> you need to step up or, or whatever. That's exactly. And you're and like, I, oh, I know. And those I, are hard. Those are hard. And I think this, and even in those moments too, even like having time to express how much you love one another or appreciate, like in a day you're like, oh, thanks so much. But when you have this quality time, even for the correction, there's also those pockets. There's also those many moments where you're able to say, I just want to tell you like this week and the time to like really pour into one another and to have that moment instead of the quick, thank you so much. That worked out great. You know, whatever it may be. So it just shows the two aspects of our spirituality where we have this intentional time of allowing God to correct us, but also reveal his love for us, for us to be able to unload before God and us to be able to bring our adoration and our love for God and to realign our lives. But then all through the day, God wants to be brought into everything as part of our day. Everything. They were like, oh, like, you know, this is happening. Thank you that you're with me or I'm feeling that. That's also part of the journey. It's like they both work together. And, you know, in our, as you were talking about your time, I find my most meaningful prayer times do happen after I've read the word. So I can say, and that's my intentional time with God, where I spend time reading the word. I spend then time in prayer. I spend time I meditating on the word. And I'm a very visual person, imaginative, if that was the word. I, when I think back, even when I was a little girl, I had the greatest imagination. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you did. 
and you told the best stories. The best stories. <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, when I played Barbies, oh. I invented these incredible epic I stories Barbies with you because <laughs> of the stories yeah like my mind it was like I was there and actually God has used that in my own spiritual journey with him to reveal things in my spirit to see as a little girl I didn't realize that that was part of a prophetic gifting I not what I would do with Barbies but there's a gift there that I could see things yeah like they were real and God through time has used that in a prophetic way to see things that in the spirit that are real and God ministers to my life in that way. But how it's kind of happened for me is like, I've all, I was 16. Someone taught me this thing called soap scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And so as I read the word of God, I have a Bible, I have a Bible plan I go through and I'll literally say, okay, what scripture stands out? God, what are you speaking to me? Like, it's not just about consuming your word, but Holy Spirit, I welcome you right now. I've done my reading. I've gone through, I've studied the notes. I now ask you to illuminate to me. What is a scripture today that you would love to go deep into my spirit with Holy Spirit? Show me with your eyes to see. And then whatever scripture comes out, I write that out. What is God speaking to me? What do I observe about? What what is that scripture speaking? And then I write that down and then application today. How can I take the living word of God and allow it to be applied into my life? And then I begin to pray, allow the Holy Spirit to pray through me. Like, okay, God, I thank you that you've shown me the scripture. Whether it's about um, you are the vine, I am the branches. God, I can see today that in this circumstance, in that circumstance, I am doing things on my own strength. I repent of that and I ask you. And I, I start to invite that scripture to, and allow the Holy Spirit to allow the prayer to come out naturally. And then I wait after now, is I've that unloaded. out loud? Do you do that out loud? Or are you praying in your mind? In my in mind, your in my spirit. And sometimes it comes out loud. Like sometimes it does, but often like you, Lord, it'll just be in my spirit. I'm communing in my spirit with God. And then... I'll and do you pray with your eyes open or your eyes closed? Well, usually my eyes open. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I usually pray with my eyes open. At that point when I'm just talking, and sometimes it comes out loud. I mean, sometimes like you, like the Holy Spirit, I'll start to pray in the Holy Spirit. And I think we could talk a little bit at the end of this podcast about the Holy Spirit, just to give a little summary of what that is. I'll start to pray in the Holy Spirit, and that's usually out loud. I usually pray out loud in the Holy Spirit, and I let it kind of go, and it's organic. Some days are longer, some days are shorter. It's kind of like, and you kind of learn that. It's like there's no right or wrong. It's kind of like you learn the ebbs and flows, and sometimes I'll walk away and be like, I need a bit more time. I rush that. You know, the Holy Spirit will show you as you surrender to his work. He's here to teach and guide us. He's going to help you, you know, but that is definitely something. And then at the end of that, of me just allowing that application, that prayer to be poured out, I will take some time to meditate. And I've, I've talked about this before, but I have a place called the beach house I go to. And I literally picture myself going there. And when I go there, it really is about God imparting into my heart. Yes, sometimes it's a mixture. I'm going there early with all my stuff and I picture in my time with God, but often there's a time, actually there's always a time where I, I want to leave room for God to speak into my life. And you know, I want to encourage you, the number one thing when you go into prayer, when you picture God, when you even come to God in prayer, it is to come from a place that he takes great delight in you. It's not coming to this place like I've got to earn, you know, earn my spot with God or... I really hope he's going to listen to me today. He speaks all through scripture that he takes delight. So even as you start your prayer time with God, say, I thank you that you take delight in me. 
You take delight in me. You are not bothering him. He's not too busy for him. There's nothing too small for him. He wants to hear all of it. And he takes delight in revealing himself to you. And the Holy Spirit, though, like speaking in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, as we've said in another way, is actually been one of the most powerful parts of my prayer life that I find has through time been like more minimal, but I have found recently has been a huge part of my prayer life. And that is, I almost equivalent it to like, almost like um, a, a defibrillator. It's like, it activates my spirit. It charges my spirit. I'm praying in the natural. I'm praying in what I'm sensing. But as soon as I start to pray in the Holy Spirit, it's like something happens. I'm not thinking with my mind. I'm not thinking with things natural. It's words to say. It's, it's like a charging of my spirit. And something happens to me after that. I come out refreshed, rejuvenated. Even if I find, even in my prayer time, I'm having difficulty, I just start praying in Holy Spirit. And something shifts. I just know it. And I feel a release or I can feel like, okay, I felt like something was done. I can't see it, but I feel it. And uh, that's, that's a powerful, powerful part of my prayer life too. I mean, it's so true, right? When we are engaging in prayer, we are actually engaging into the unseen realm, into the realm of the spirit that we can't see, like we, we, we can't see. And so, you know, occasionally the Lord will give us eyes to see something through a glass dimly, a little bit of, you know, what's taking place in the spirit. But often we can sense in our spirit that either we need to press through something. um, We can sense that maybe there's just some muckiness or like, again, some of these words, they're, they're so, they're so sensory. They're so sensory. Like, you know, maybe your, your mind is foggy. Like you just have a lack of clarity. Sometimes you can literally sense the darkness sort of just pressing in against you. And there's just like something mm-hmm. you have to pray through to sort of pray it off. And again, sometimes I wish we could see in the spirit to see what, what's happening as we pray through these things. Like even as you describe, you know, I pray until the break, like till I sense that there's a breakthrough, I'll know, I'll, I'll be able to feel it or sense that, okay, like I've, we've gone where we need to go. I wonder what's happening in the spirit realm if we could see what's taking place. But that's what we're doing. We're engaging sort of into the realm of the spirit without without even knowing. It's almost like we've got our sword out and we're wielding it with our eyes. But again, as the more attuned we can get to the Holy Spirit, it's like we could close our eyes and we can begin to cut exactly where we need to cut led completely by the spirit if we trust and if we walk it out you know when i think about praying in the holy spirit and praying in tongues it's such a weird thing you know like in the natural it's (laughs) so weird yeah totally if you hear like a bunch of yeah you're like wow like it's a weird weird part of faith and a weird thing and for people who don't pray in tongues I'm sure they, you, they, you feel that it's so strange and it's very hard to understand. And honestly, like it is a very strange thing. It is a strange thing. And that's why even the scriptures, the way they teach about praying in the spirit, that it is for the building up of our most holy faith, building up of our spirit. And yes, we do sometimes pray in the spirit over one another, but it's not as much for public use like on a stage corporately yes it can happen sometimes even a worship leader will pray out in the spirit if they're sensing you know and it's not that it's wrong to do that but that's why you don't often like see it publicly because there is this 
intimacy and there is this this space of okay now i'm going to begin to pray because i don't have any words left but i still my spirit wants to engage with god and align to what god has for me in a way that i i can't see and mm-hmm. i don't absolutely know for certain and so there is this mystery in praying in the spirit and i do want to acknowledge that it is a strange thing but there is such a beauty and an intimacy and such a um such a power such an empowerment in it and i also don't say that from the place of if you don't have it that you're missing something of you know of the holy spirit you have the holy spirit you have the holy spirit this is one of the gifts one of the spiritual gifts that and there are so many expressions of the spiritual gifts and we need them all in the body of christ working together hand in hand but I also love how Paul said, eagerly desire, eagerly desire the gifts. And so if you want to pray in, in the spirit and pray in tongues, and that's a gift you don't have, keep praying and asking God for it. Just ask him, Holy Spirit, fill me with the gift of tongues. I want that gift. And then open your mouth and just begin to allow a syllable or allow a sound to come out of your mouth and let the Holy Spirit fill. And I know that sounds so strange just to say it like that, but that is what it is. And then the spirit sort of takes over. And then as you begin to do it, you realize, oh, okay, like this is, it's not a, it's not as crazy as it may sound or seem once you actually start to engage it with the Holy Spirit. So it's a beautiful thing. And we kind of want to demystify, you know, the weirdness (laughs) for those who don't speak in tongues, because it does sound weird and seem weird. But when you when you do it and you have it, it's actually not. It's not at all. And uh, and it's a beautiful expression of of faith. But again, if you don't desire that, that's okay too. And there's other ways that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and through you. And it doesn't inhibit your prayer life. You can pray. You can pray equally as fervently. um, And you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you can be filled every day with the Spirit. And ask the Holy Spirit to fill you every day with His empowerment. And walk in what He's called you to walk in. So either or, no shame. Sometimes we we. You know, sometimes there's some shame around things like that, especially for, you know, some different charismatic beliefs and and things like that. But I don't want anybody to feel shame around what they don't have, but just just be and receive Mm -hmm. the fullness of the Holy Spirit every day for what he's empowered for you to do. But I love that. I love that as part of the expression of faith and and kind of what what our prayer life looks like. It is because we really do fight not against flesh and blood but against principalities and our prayer life, you know, we have no ideas. Like even in revelation, it talks about there being a bowl of the prayers of the saints that are stored up. And you, you realize like God hears every prayer, every arrow prayer, every intentional prayer. And I want to also include that there's been times I've gone into my prayer life and my time with God. And there's been no talking. It's been resting and receiving the love of God and receiving some rest. Like there's no shame that you have to have, like talk about shame once again, a lot can go around our prayer life. Well, I didn't pray for an hour. It's actually about the depth. Like when we even look at, okay, if we just even go back to the New Testament, we think about the tax collector and the Pharisee who were in the temple and they were praying to God. And one had this big lengthy prayer, like super pompous. Eloquent, all the right words all the right words. And what did the tax collector say? God, be merciful me, a sinner. And whose prayer is accepted? The tax collector. It's not about the length of prayer. It's not about all of it. It's about the heart. It's about the true 
true desire to connect to God and not to just go into God with these eloquent words or say like, oh, only God will receive if I talk like this or if I do this. If you don't even know how to pray, use the Lord's prayer, use a Psalm, use a scripture, get a book of prayers. Like it's not about that, but put your heart into it. Even if I pray just out of, because I've, I've been in a Christian for many years and I'm comfortable praying out loud, I can easily, easily pray with no heart and no spirit by just praying for my brain, not for my heart. So it really is about connecting to God with your heart. And so if those of you are listening, maybe like, wow, I don't even know how to do any of that. Like <laughs> I can read my Bible, but then how, how do I pray? That's why we have the book of Psalms. We have the Lord's prayer. The Lord said like, the disciples even said to Jesus, they're watching him go off and pray. Say, teach us to pray. They didn't know what to do. They were fishermen. They weren't raised in the temple. They didn't know all the, the right words. And Jesus said, our father, take the Lord's prayer and don't just pray it like it's a, just recite some, it. Exactly. Like actually say our Break father. Break it down. Yeah. Make it personal. Yes. Each part, each part that you're praying into, make it personal and invite the Lord into your story and your circumstance through those elements. Exactly. You know, where do you need to forgive someone and be forgiven? That should yeah. be in every single prayer. Absolutely. <laughs> every single prayer. Those elements are the things that are the nearest and the dearest to our heart. They're the things that are our stumbling blocks. Yep. They're the things that are, you know, getting in the way of our mm -hmm. communion with God. So pray through those as a base. Yeah, that's really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things that I've s sort of started to feel this conviction of in my prayer life over the last season is being careful that I'm not praying my will, like praying mm -hmm. for what I want. Like, almost like I've become conscious of how many of my prayers and how many of the things I'm asking God for are just things I want. I'm praying into circumstances and I want this outcome <laughs> and I'm praying for that specific outcome. I'm praying for a person, you know, that I want to change. <laughs> I'm praying for, we've all done that. Oh know? my goodness. Like, yes. Like, and, and I've started to just become aware, like, okay, where am I praying what I want and where am I actually inviting God's will into the things I'm praying for? Mm -hmm. You know, where am I inviting God's word and his promise into the things on my heart? I think God wants to meet me in the real stuff of my life, like the real stuff I'm praying through, you know, the stuff my kids are going through, the challenges and struggles that I'm praying for them every day, you know, my family, the church leadership, our staff, like all of the things that are heaviest on my heart that I'm literally lifting up to God every day. How many of those things am I saying, God, can you please A, B, C, D, do what I want? Or what if I switched it up and asked God, God, what do you have for this situation? What do you have for this person? This is what's going on. This is the truth. This is the circumstance. God, what do you have for them? What's your truth? What does your word say? What's your will for that situation? And actually start to ask more questions than praying what I want. Mm. And it's, it's actually quite revealing when you become conscious of that because how much of my prayer for so long was really just God do what I want. Hmm. And that is actually not the heart of prayer. And often why we don't see our prayers answered. When we pray what we want and we think, all we're actually doing is again, putting ourselves in the place of God. I know best. And this is what you need to do. God, don't you see this? Don't you see what's happening here? You need to do this. That's me again, 
putting myself in the place of God, putting myself in the place of judge saying, I know what's best. God, you better, you better <laughs> like meet me here and do this, what I'm asking for. Instead of actually releasing the burden, releasing the pain, releasing all of just the, the turmoil, the struggle, the weight of it all at the foot of Jesus mm-hmm. and asking for his provision in it. Lord, what is your will? What is your provision? What are you doing in this situation? Lord, give me a redemptive perspective on what's happening. Lord, help me to see from your word. What mm-hmm. is it that you've promised? What can I grab hold of in this? It totally changes sort of how you think about prayer and and the words that come out of your mouth and even the expectations that get attached to the prayers that we pray when we pray the word of god and the promises of god it's a totally different thing than when we say god i want you to (laughs) you know fix so and so change so and so do this i mean even around things like healing like honestly asking like what is your perspective god what do you want me to learn what do you want me to see what's your provision in Mm. the midst of this healing that i desire god you promised Mm. that you would be healer but lord give me a perspective Mm. give me your perspective on this situation that i'm in or for this person that i love and how can i be an encouragement how can i be your vessel and again more questions than telling God what you think he should do. I think that's a really interesting just change and alignment in prayer that uh, that the Lord has been leading me on. That is powerful. And as you're doing that, like even in that perspective, I think um, we've talked about repentance. We've talked about praying the will of God, like asking, listening, asking more questions in our prayer life, not just rambling on, praying from the heart praying in the power of the gift of the Holy Spirit, if that is something that you have in your life of activating that. And I would even encourage those of you that have have the gift of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. We all have the Holy Spirit, but the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues, that you would literally start to exercise that every day. Like just don't diminish it. I remember about a year ago, I started to put on a prayer track and I would pray five minutes just in the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know what I was praying. I would be like, okay, I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit intentionally at this time in spiritual warfare. Like, I don't know what's happening. Fervently. Like pressing and not just like quiet, but like getting up on my feet, body language, pacing and speaking out loud with passion for five minutes. Then it went to 10 minutes. Then it went to 15 minutes. Then it went to 20 minutes. And sometimes it goes longer. And then I found a prayer track. And I prayed to a prayer track. And sometimes I'm like, well, I really actually got to go, but I don't want to go, <laughs> you know, because it's so great, yeah. you know, but all that to say, if that's an extra, you've got to also, you've got to exercise things in your prayer language because we can also get kind of in a comfortable level. Think of relationships, think of anything to kind of grow it. You kind of have to, you got to grow it. You can't just stay stagnant. So even in your prayer life, you know where those areas are. Maybe it's about reading the word more and allowing the word, praying more scripture. Perhaps it's praying in the Holy Spirit, the gift of tongues. Perhaps it's like God's challenging you from what Lori shared today about, wow, I've been praying a lot about my own needs and how I want things to work out. Maybe I need to start to pray. Maybe there's been no repentance in your prayer life that you're like, wow. Like just really allowing that to continually shape and to grow and to adjust through time. I have found in my own prayer life in this season, as you've been talking about how God's been realigning, God's been elevating once again, the power of Thanksgiving. And oftentimes, you know, we can bring our time to the Lord. We can lay, like come to him. He speaks to our life. And then I could be like, okay, 
I'm ready to go. I prayed through instead of being like, I just want to take a moment to thank you. Mm. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that I get the honor of worshiping you. I adore you. And that adoration and that thanksgiving, there really is, there is something so beautiful to that. Because when you read all through scripture, honestly, every song in Revelation is about thanksgiving and honor everything it's wow. it's actually nothing about people wow. outside of like you rule and reign you are lord all glory and honor you know every tribe and tongue all about what he has done how he rules wow. and reign how he avenges how he is it's always elevating above all my time with you i want to end this time by saying i love you you are god like when's the last time you even said to god i love you thank you you are king you are Lord of all. And when we start to just elevate even our minds to think greater than our circumstance, greater than what we see here too, when we are praying, we are coming. What That's all happening. Like when they're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That's not just going to happen in Revelation. It's actually happening around the throne. 20 all the time. There's no 24-7. Eternity doesn't have time like that. It's just nonstop, constant this awareness of the awe in the mighty of God. And so come into that place too, like perhaps this Thanksgiving, you could be in a place where you're like, I have nothing really to be thankful for. You're breathing, you have air, there's sun. You start to say, God, help me. So even all of these areas, God is always growing us in our prayer life because he's growing us in him to know more of him. And that never stops. Wow. It never gets stagnant, never gets old. You want to grow in your prayer life, Holy Spirit will show us. And that is why, once again, we've been given the Holy Spirit. We are not left as orphans. We can't do this on our own strength because if we do, we become religious. We become all like an outward what's up for appearance. But with the Holy Spirit, he will show us. He will continually grow us because it's becoming more like Jesus. And so, so good. So good. I wonder how many of the Psalms are rooted also in thanksgiving and mm-hmm. just adoration to God. I, I I think every every one of them has an aspect of that. Every single one of the Psalms. I mean the Psalms are, you know, the songs and the prayers of David. I mean it's it's beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. And that's a great place to start. If you just don't know what to pray, how to what words to say of thanks or adoration, pray the Psalms. Yes. Read them in as a prayer, as your prayer. Mm-hmm. Read them as in you're saying those words from your mm-hmm. heart to God. That's a mm-hmm. great place to start. But yeah, that's beautiful. That's a powerful truth. I love that, Rhonda. I love that so much. Well, yeah. as we let you go today, we um, we hope that you're encouraged in your prayer life. Again, prayer is for everyone. It's meant to be part of your an expression, a beautiful expression of your relationship with God. And so we just urge you to keep leaning into it and let it look the way it looks for you. If you're like me and you like to write um, and, and writing is a better way of communicating for you, then use writing. If it's in your mind and you're just thinking through, think through your prayers. If you like to verbalize and say it out loud, process your stuff with God. He loves that. He loves that. And he wants to elevate you from your circumstance into his glory and his goodness and all the provision that he has for you. So hold fast as you anchor yourself to prayer. Amen. And the king takes delight in you. Number like honestly, that is just such a focal point that when you come into that relationship and that intimate time with God, 
He is eagerly waiting for that time for you. You're not a bother. He loves you. The king has given everything for you. And for you to come into his presence, that's why he gave everything for you, is so that you can boldly approach his throne of grace. That's why redemption happened. And so boldly come into your king's presence. Receive all that he has for you because you have a purpose and you have something to do that's significant in the kingdom of God. And he wants to reveal that to you. So God bless you today. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and He is always with you.